Hello everybody, welcome to the Venture Property Podcast and thank you so much for listening. I get some really good feedback from you guys and pictures of you listening in the car or screenshots and you tell me you're in the gym listening to this. This is amazing. Uh, I think one of the reasons that I do this podcast, I'm quite open about it, is that I actually really like doing them. So I get to have conversations with people who I sort of know or know of or I know well. So it's like talking to friends and if not, then I get to glean so much information from people that I've always admired and I'm learning so much about myself and everything to do with podcasts as well while going down this process. So hopefully the audio sound is going to get better and better as we go along, as we get the setup right. It's a bit of trial and error been for us. We listen to all of your feedback. Um, So we are... Hopefully this one is going to be probably one of the best ones in audio quality. Just to introduce this week's podcast then, it's the start of themed months. So those of you who know me know that I absolutely love giving value to people. And I wanted to get the most value out of this podcast for you guys who listen. So I've decided to create themed months. So the months are are all going to have a theme now. And we will follow that theme. I put a post up on my Facebook and got some really good feedback on some themes that I thought about that would work. And yeah, you guys are incredible. I got quite a few messages about it. And you gave me some other ideas and just some little topics to delve deeper into. So this month's theme is Young Entrepreneurs. So fresh from doing Brendan's panel event, where I was asked to come back and this is my second time doing the Young Entrepreneurs event for Brendan. Uh, it was amazing to be part of the panel. thought that this coincided quite nicely with, with this month of November being the Young Entrepreneurs Month. So over the course of this month, I'm just going to lay out what you're going to get now. So I've got two really good interviews with two excellent young entrepreneurs. I think you, you're going to absolutely love them. Um, I'm not going to tell you who they are. I'm going to build up the suspense a little bit. And then you're going to have two podcasts with me delving into a couple of topics which I think I can offer value on. So today is just me, guys. So you are going to just have to listen to me rabbiting on for about another 20, 25 minutes or so. Um, So unless you've left and you don't want to listen to just me, then sorry. Um, But great if you're still with us. So today I'm going to be covering the things to do to build momentum in property. So this came to me, this topic, when I was thinking about what I've done right and what I've done wrong over the last few years that has led me to be where we are today. Um, So some of them are going to be my mistakes that I've now analysed and thought, well, I could do that differently. But firstly, before I do that, I must mention our show sponsor. So I believe that everybody needs a bit of John Corey in their life. He has had a huge impact on my business and my life. Um, So I decided to create a Slack group with John Corey, completely free Slack group, professional group, and we aim to bring like-minded people together. The group you can get access to at www.realestateslackers.com. It's an amazing name. I know I didn't come up with it. John Corey did. Um, I'm on there. Uh, quite a few of the other podcast uh, people who have been interviewed are on there and it's growing week by week and we're getting some really good people in there and 
yeah, it seems to be that you guys are using it to connect quite well. So that is our show sponsor. Please check it out, www.realestateslackers.com. And as I said, it's completely free. I'm now going to get into the topic, guys. And I really wanted to cover this topic because I've been speaking a lot with a lot more people recently who are younger in property and they wanted to glean off my experience. But just to let you know that this isn't for just younger people, I feel the advice I'm going to give and share to you goes for all people in property. I think that this is going to cover part of my life where I started out and you're all going to be able to resonate with that because we're all on the same journey. We're all going to feel the same things at certain points. So I feel like this could help help everybody uh, if you're just sort of starting out in property. And even if you're a bit of an old, old dog in property, it might just give you a, a few different ways of looking at things or a few ideas. Uh, and as always, I love your guys' feedback. Um, it's, it's great and it does help push the show to a new level. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Ryan Carruthers. I form half of Venture Property Lincoln. The other half is Kim Stones, legendary Kim Stones. If you haven't listened to the podcast with Kim yet, you definitely should. Uh, it's just me and Kim taking the mick out of each other for a good 30, 40 minutes, which is what we do all day anyway. Um, my journey into property started slightly strangely. Um, most of you probably already know, but I, I'm a physio by trade. Dad got ill and I stepped in to run the family business. He comes back to full health, was like, oh, I don't want a business this big anymore, um, but kept me involved and I was Betfair Trading at the time. So I decided to create a business of my own, basically teaching people how to trade on Betfair. A uh, little side note there, it's only been in the last few months that I've realised the skills I've got in got from Betfair Trading have helped me massively in property. I'm going to do a whole series of podcasts on that. Um, but yeah, I was offered seventy thousand to sell my business. I offered on a property, and then this whole crazy property thing started because I didn't sell that business, and I did a deal with a businessman who was looking for his portfolio uh, for his pension. So that is literally my story in about. A minute um, so hopefully that gave you a, a bit of background on me I'm 29 now and I started when I was 24 so a good few years in property now it scares me when I think how fast that time's gone but I know what it's like guys and I know that it's so exciting but it is also so daunting when you get started in property you know, there are so many ways to go about property and so many different strategies that, you know, that you can go into and that can get you where you want to go. I mean, it, it genuinely is. Property is limitless of what you can do. Um, and when I look back over what I have done over the last sort of how many years now, six, seven years, it's it's just amazing. I believe that this, the next seven points that I'm going to go into, everybody can follow and it will help you to build momentum in property. And I'm not saying that I'm right all the time. I'm just saying that these are the things which I've done, which I've found that have worked, or I've genuinely not done them and look back and gone, oh, bugger, should have done them. So remember that deep down, guys, no matter what age you are, it's all about value. And the value that you can bring 
right? If you can bring enough value to anybody, it won't matter what age you are. So just remember that. It's all about value. So the seven points that I'm going to cover are networking, shadowing, knowing your area, finding deals, getting involved in the deal afterwards, building your brand, and to know it's a long-term game. So I'm going to start with networking. Now, networking is one of those things that we know we should all do. I don't typically go to the networking events run by the big education companies. I prefer the independent ones. And that's just personal preference. I am a regular visitor of John Corey's event that is the second Tuesday of every month in London. Uh, I come down to London a couple of times a month anyway now for networking. And I've met some great people in that room and then we, we forge relationships. So for me, it's the the sort of unofficial ones that I really like, but networking is key, guys. The more and more you network, the better your opportunities will be. More people will know about you. You'll be able to set meetings up with, with different people. The events I go to are often ones run by my solicitors in my local area. They do a breakfast meeting every six weeks, which I go to. It's a breakfast networking meeting. They invite some of their clients and then other people invite their connections. So it's a really, really good way of getting in with people who are professional. And I, and I think that this is one of the keys for that I found in property, and I wish I'd done it earlier actually, is to network with more professional people. So your architects, your lawyers, your solicitors, they're the same thing I know, um, accountants, uh, all of those kind of people. It's so, so important to build those relationships up early. You're going to need them anyway, uh, those people, but the more of those people that you know and know what you do and you have a personal relationship with, the more opportunities you're going to be passed. So just for example, architects pass me deals. Architects pass me deals because they work with clients and they know that, you know, this, their client might be going to get planning on a, a plot of land or a house to just sell it on with the planning. Now, if they know that you are into property, they might bring that to you first. Um, and it's not just about joint, joint venture partners. And it's not just about what they can give you. Make sure you can give them something back as well, guys. Again, create that value. So networking is so cru crucial to building momentum, I believe, in your, in your property journey because that, that you're going to meet some seriously knowledgeable people and people who know what's going on in your area, which you're going to be privy to information then that can help you with when talking to investors, when looking at deals, when knowing your area. It's just so, so important. You never know who's going to be in the room. You never know who you're going to bump into. So networking, definitely, guys. Just a quick recap of the type of events I go to. I go to the unofficial sort of property ones, but we have some big property educational ones as well. Uh, I also go to the local council ones, uh, the local like NLA ones. I go to the local solicitors ones and the local business ones. And then from that, I will collect cards and speak to people who I think I can offer value to. And then I will set up meetings to go for coffee with them. And I will speak to them on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And we'll see if we can build up a bit of a relationship, see if we can do something together. So that is so crucial. Number two is shadowing for a day. Now, this is something that 
I didn't do uh, because I just sort of fell into property. I fell into the deal sourcing, typical entrepreneur. I, uh, I was offered some money for the lead in which I'd found and thought, hey, if this guy wants to pay me for this deal, I bet other people do as well. Maybe there's a bit of a business in here. I quite like this negotiating stuff. So I didn't really know that I was deal sourcing. I just thought I was working with an investor to help him for his, his portfolio, for his pension. Now, what I wish I had have done all those years ago is I wish that I'd have sat down after that sort of first few deals and thought, what do I actually want to do in property? You know, what are the kind of deals that I want to be doing? Who do I want to be working with? Do I want to be doing developments? Do I want to do service accommodation? What do I want to do? And then I would have gone to those people. I'm, I'm currently reading the book Tools of Titans and there's a really, really good uh, quote in there which I did put on Instagram because it really resonated with me and it was like, if you, want, if you think you want to do something and you think you're passionate about it, go and spend a day with somebody who's actually doing it and just go through it with them. And that just hits so that hit home so much for me because I never did that. And I believe if I'd have done that, I probably would have got into development a lot a, a lot sooner than I have done. Um, and I would have also had a good contact in development because I would have been hopefully shadowing someone who would have wanted to work with me. But definitely, if you're thinking about looking for deals or HMOs or, or whatever it is that you think you want to do in property, go and, go and network with those people and just say to them, look, you know, can I come and spend a day with you? Just shadowing you. I just want to learn from you. And I, I bet that most people will let you. I mean, if someone said they wanted to shadow me for a day, I'd let them. Um, and just see what we do on a daily basis and see if this is actually for you. Because one of the things that is not often talked about, and I think it should be when you get into property, is the emotional bank account that you need to be involved in property. You know, it is so tough. Property is so tough on you mentally that if you're not prepared for it and you're in a strategy that is so tough, like HMOs, for example, it doesn't matter that if you're not, if you can't handle that, that that's got nothing to nothing negative on you that you that you can't do that. It's it's just that you should. I think you should know that before you go into it. So. One of the things that I'm quite passionate about is people actually spending a day doing what, what they think they want to do so that they can learn the ins and outs of it and see what it's actually like to do hands-on every single day and then and, and pick that apart and then that will hope, hopefully help you narrow in and give you that laser target, targeted focus on what it is that you actually want to do and then you can work back from that and then start putting that into to plan and I believe that that will give you momentum because you'll be quite streamlined you will know what you want to do you will only take opportunities that help you further further you towards that goal um, so definitely that's another another one that I wish I'd have done sooner number three guys is one that is is majorly keen for me and it's number three knowing your area um, those of you who know me know that I love Lincoln. I absolutely love it. It's my city. I was born here and I know lots of people here. One of the reasons I only invest in Lincoln and I only will invest in Lincoln is because I know the area so well. This is one of the things that I, I did really early on and it's one of the things that's put me in really good stead. So 
I am all about the data. Those of you who know me from a Betfair trading background know that I am all about the data. I love it. I'm such a geek for data. Um, and a couple of you listening are probably thinking back to conversations we've had where you've asked me what I've been up to and I tell you I've been trawling through 4,000 rows of a spreadsheet looking at horse racing data. But I love it. Knowing your area, know the data in your area. One of the things that I did when I uh, first started deal sourcing was I would ask people who just bought a house in an area why. So why did you buy this house in this area? And then I'd listen to their answers. So it might be close to a school. Oh, okay. So how long are you thinking of living here? Okay, so you bought it because it's close to a school. There's a couple of bedrooms. You're thinking about starting a family and you think that it's a good place to be. It's a nice area to step onto the housing ladder, probably stay until the child is eight, nine, getting ready to go to secondary school or having another child, etc., etc., etc. I did that because I really wanted to know my area. Every single area even little pockets of areas that, that you're investing in will have a different entity, will have a different identity, they'll have different type of people there. Um, just when you know it so well that you are, you, you're going to be as well, when you're networking with people, you're going to be that good that people can't ignore you. But when you are looking for deals or packaging those deals up or wanting to do those deals, you're going to know that area inside out, like the back of your hand. You know, I used to actually hand deliver my leaflets and everyone thought I was crazy. You know, we live in a, a an age where, oh, I'd get that outsourced. I won't be doing that. But the amount of times that people invited me in because they would be coming, they'd open the door as I was handing the leaflet and they go, oh, what's this? And I go, oh, I'm I'm into property. I'm, I'm working with a local businessman who's buying property for his pension and my job is to find him, to find him deals effectively. Oh, come in. Do you want to, do you want a tea? Do you want a coffee? It's actually you then that, that owns this little business. Yeah, yeah, it's me that owns it and I'm the one still boots on the ground doing the leaflets. I got to know my area so well, so well. I got to know the good streets, the bad streets, the what the shops were like in that area, the type of shops that were in that area, the shops that weren't in that area, the amount of houses in those areas and then there wasn't a shop. Why wasn't there a shop? Was it a satellite from the main the main city centre, what did the council, and then that allowed me to go and research, so did, did the council want a, a mini shopping centre there, if there was, was there any scope for it, you know, you never know what a tiny little piece of information, once you apply the right mindset and the right creativity to it, can lead you to, and that all comes from knowing your area, um, and I really can't stress that enough guys, once you know your area and you're known in your area, you're going to get an abundance of opportunities in that area. People are going to want to work with you. And you're going to know so much about that area that you are going to be really on the cusp of, of the, the forefront in that area. Number four is getting involved in the deal afterwards. So volunteer to help. If you've solved the deal, this is get involved in that deal afterwards. So a young guy asked me at John Corey's event, what my biggest mistake was and my biggest mistake was was not getting involved so I did quite a lot of deals um, and I got involved in in a fair few of them so I did get that experience but some of them I didn't and some of those were sort of mini developments building extensions onto the houses which I've got that experience now but I just think god if I'd have been involved then imagine the knowledge I would have picked up quicker 
Um, so this is genuinely my key one, guys. If you package a deal up and you sell it or you pass a deal to somebody because you don't want to do it or it's too big for you, then get involved in that deal. You know, Speak to that investor and say, look, I really know my area. You know I know my area. You've worked with me on this deal. Please, can I be involved afterwards? I don't want anything for it. I just want the experience to be able to put on my CV. And imagine the, the CV that you're going to be able to develop quickly as well. This is all about building momentum. So if you're involved in that deal afterwards and you can then say to somebody, maybe an investor who's looking to work with you on a, on a smaller deal, and you can say, look, I've done three or four of these and then I was was actively involved in this bigger deal where we've built five houses off the deal that I found for an investor. That is going to make you ridiculously credible. It's going to make, give you so much more momentum and knowledge and contacts. And the momentum you're going to take into that is just going to push you on and on and on. And I just definitely can't stress that enough, guys. It's one of the biggest mistakes I made. Um, get involved in the deal afterwards, please. Uh, coming on to number five is building your brand. So I've got a whole month on brand building coming up very shortly. So I'm going to go into detail about that there. But just build your brand, guys. So get 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 personal with people. So you, you genuinely don't need to worry about uh, having a Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn, email list, website, blog, podcast, medium, uh, profile for blogs just pick one please just pick one um, if you want to do them all that's fine but initially just pick one and start to start to build your brand start to put some content out there put some value out there speak about what you're doing you know that every single human being can offer value whether you think you can or not you can you definitely can every single person listening to this right now has been through a different experience to I have, to, to me. You can offer a different perspective on life, you have a different outlook on life, a different way you look at things. That is all value. And you can build that as part of your brand, especially in today's age with the social media world. You know, people want to invest with people. Numbers, yes, they have to work, but people buy people, not spreadsheets. So build your brand, try and be personal with it, and just just be consistent. Be, like this is the main this is the main thing in property be consistent put information out there if you want to collect email addresses uh, just use something really easy like mailchimp and just put out a newsletter or uh, an investor update or a podcast if you want to do that or have a facebook group or a linkedin group where you just put people who are interested in in you in and you just update them or use your instagram for that you know, just build your brand, guys, and be consistent. People want to be involved in your story and your journey. And the other thing is it's going to keep you accountable. So if you know that people are watching you, you're going to be accountable to those people. You're going to want to put those posts up, telling them that you're looking at this deal this week or you've signed this deal up or you're going to do this deal. Uh, so that's another big key one. Number six is the lot. Number seven, sorry, is... No, it's a long-term game. It definitely is a long-term game, guys. It's not just a it's not just a flash in the pan, get rich quick type of scheme. Um, it definitely is a long-term game, and you've got to know that. 
you know, I came into property knowing that it was a long-term game and that consistency has led me through and it's actually got me some fantastic friends and joint venture partners because when I first started out, you know, everybody's just starting out. Everybody's eager. The people who you're talking to who are maybe high net worth individuals or professionals or whatever, developers, investors, they see hundreds of you all the time, you know. Oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. It's the ones that come back and keep coming back and going, oh, by the way, I'm doing this now, or I'm looking at this, I'm doing this. And you've got that consistency, you've got that work ethic, and you are continuing to, to do what you say. They're the ones who end up pulling in the big deals or working with the people that they want to they want to work with. You are not going to be a millionaire next Tuesday. But you will get there if you stick to the consistency and you know that it's a long-term game. So that will help you build momentum to know that because you will consistently be doing what needs to be done on a consistent basis. But with that goal in mind that you are in it for the long term. And I think when you're in it for the long term as well and you take that approach in, the relationships you build are longer term relationships. So property, I've met some amazing property people. Some of them are considered to be really good friends who I speak to on an almost daily basis now and I genuinely would miss them if I didn't speak to them. Um, and some of them we've done business with, some we haven't, but I would miss them if we didn't speak to them. And, and it is a long term game. We might do something with them in the future, um, but they hold me accountable to, to myself and to them and we've made some amazing friends. So it is a long-term game, guys. Please, please, please remember that. So listen, guys, I'm not perfect. I'm not even close to perfect. I go through challenges all of the time. But one thing that I have and that I do is that I'm always trying to maximize my weaknesses. I don't get emotional. I analyze first, which is what my Betfair trading has taught me. And I'm always, always analysing and trying to be the best version of myself I can be. So hopefully that podcast helped, gave you some really good pointers. If you've got any feedback, please fire it away. You can get me on Instagram, it's Ryan Carruthers now on nine, or Facebook, Ryan Carruthers. Or if you want to send me an email, ryan at venturepropertylincoln.co.uk, just send me an email. I'm more than happy to speak to you guys. And until next week, where I think it might be an interview, um, have a great week in property, guys. Cheers.